Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to have more conversation about the Detroit Today Summer Book Club. We are reading the book Evicted by Matthew Desmond uh, and using it as a means to start a conversation about housing insecurity here in Southeast Michigan. That book is about rental evictions in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and how they are driving poverty in that community. They're not just a symptom of poverty, but they are a cause of the poverty that people experience. Think about the other kinds of housing issues that we see here in Southeast Michigan that are similar, evictions themselves uh, out of rental units, but also foreclosures and tax foreclosures, things like squatting. We want to talk about all of those issues as a community this summer, and we're using that book as a means to do that. A little later in the show, we're going to talk a little more about that book and the themes that emerge from it that we want to focus on this summer, and we are going to give away copies of the book. So if you have not yet secured your copy of Evicted, this may be your chance. So you're going to want to stay tuned. That'll get started at about 40 or 45 minutes past the hour. But first, we are talking a lot these days about immigration and immigrants, about who should be here in America and why. A lot of times on this show, we have that discussion in the context of policy and action, the headlines that grab our attention. But today, we want to talk about a wonderful story about the promise of America, the search for freedom, and food. A refugee couple from Burundi sought asylum in America by way of Detroit just a few years ago. It was not easy, and there were times when it was absolutely wrenching. But now, they're preparing to open an East African cuisine restaurant and new center called Baobab Fair. The restaurant will infuse different flavors and stories into an area of Detroit that's changing and growing. It will also be staffed by fellow refugees from Africa. I want to welcome the restaurant's co-owner, Hamisi Mamba, to Detroit today. Hamisi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Also here is Mark Kurlianchik. He is the food writer for the Detroit Free Press. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you again, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, Hamisi, let's start with uh, your story, how you came to America. So I came in the uh, United States. Uh, I joined my wife, uh, in 2015, the end of 2015, and at that time, my wife, uh, she came before me in 2013. Uh, she was living at Freedom House Detroit. By one, one of my favorite spaces here in Detroit, Freedom House. Think, I think it's an amazing place. Uh-huh. So once she got there, she found out she was pregnant, uh, was pregnant with twins, so I couldn't join my family, which is uh, it's hard. It's hard. If you have never been maybe in that situation, you can't... Um, feel how hard it is to be far away with your family so my for my for my case was that was a fast i didn't even see my kids so i was like you you try to create a picture of your, of your children because mm-hmm. we have never seen them because you've never seen them right so then i saw them for the first time they were two years old so that was like this real is like you are dreaming that is was hard for me but uh fortunately I used to say that they were lucky to be among all those kids who were born in this great city because you can see the difference between the kids here and the kids back home. Mm-hmm. So I was so okay. Even I've never seen them or the born, so maybe I can be with them. That was like the f- good thing I'm I'm grateful. Yeah. Uh, talk about why 
you left Burundi, why your wife left Burundi first, yeah. uh, and what was going on for you there while you were still there? So me and my wife, we are coming on uh, from the ma- minority called uh, Tutsi, and uh, since uh, there's a problem now in uh, East Africa, especially in Great, uh, uh in Burundi, and Rwanda, and Congo, east of Congo, so it's a the minority has per- persecuted since decades. And my wife, she's her case was special because she was a human rights activist. Mm-hmm. So being a human rights activist and Tutsi was like a sin for 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 her. But she was like that was something she wanted to stand for, um, uh, for the right of kids and the right of uh, women in general. And she said, I, I'm, even if I'm, they, they can kill me on this, what I'm standing for, I'm ready. But at the end, it was uh, tough and it was hard for us. And then that's how she, she left and she fled the country. So by leaving the country, uh, fleeing the country, she went through Rwanda. So from Rwanda, she had an uh, airplane up to here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And my, my sister before that, like eight years and a half, eight years ago, she used to live, she fled the country too. She used to live in the, uh, at Freedom House. So this is how we knew about Freedom House. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, that process of trying to secure political asylum here in, in America, I mean, that's a very difficult and long process, isn't it? So the hard thing in the United States is uh, the image people have about the America outside. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of uh, things going on when you come here. So you think that you're coming here and then you are going to be secure. You're going to have the asylum. You're going to have... But it's a contradiction because for our case, my Nadia, she's been waiting to get the interview for four years and a half. Wow. Wow. So we just got asylum last, last, last year in May. So it was long. The process was long. And sometimes... You have to live. How are you going to live without working? You don't have that support. You don't have any assistance. And at the end of the day, you find out in the situation where you you don't know what to do. So the process was long. That's why I couldn't join my family. And then I got denied visa twice. And for the th- third time, I say, okay, let me try for the third time. This is how I came here. And I came and then we, we got asylum both together. So the process was long. was long. And then Another thing is that people maybe don't talk about how many people was fled the United States mm-hmm. to cross the border and to go to Canada because they didn't get asylum for a long time. Mm. But some people doesn't understand that, that you can fled the United States. That is a contradiction. Right. So right. what is a human right? I think asylum is a right. If asylum is a right and is not a right in the United States, where are we going to go to find, I mean, to seek asylum? Sure. sure. So that is a big contradiction sometimes, even myself, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so talk about the restaurant that you're opening. Why food and why Detroit? Why Detroit? Yeah. Because Detroit is uh, everything for us, is our home. We, we, we got our second life, our second chance, chance to live in Detroit. We had our babies in Detroit. Everything was reborn in Detroit for mm-hmm. us. So Detroit is our home. And why food? 
because food is everything. Food is uh, where you can show your culture, where you can educate other people, especially when we saw the big community of uh, uh, African-American Detroit. And we was like, there is no, at that time, there was no even any, was only one restaurant uh, from Ethiopia. And they would say, this is not enough. So why not having another restaurant and where people can, because sometimes when you talk about someone and say, I'm from East African Burundi, he doesn't even know where is East Africa and mm -hmm. where is West Africa? <laughs> and it was like, so, but since we started this uh, project, people now can figure out what the difference between Nigeria and Africa hmm. or what the difference between Ghana and Africa and which is good. So it's about the kids, that's one. And about showing people that immigrant and refugee can contribute to something which is good for this city, for the the country, for what we have, what we we are living every single day, and I think that's that's changed a lot since we started this uh, program and this uh, project mm -hmm. a lot in the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are Hamisi Mamba. He is a restaurant owner about to open uh, a restaurant in New Center. Uh, he is a refugee from the country of Burundi living here in Detroit with his family. Uh, also with us is Mark Kurlianchuk. He's a food writer for the Detroit Free Press. We're talking about uh, immigration in a little bit of a different light today, not about policy and legislative action or inaction, but about what it is like to be an immigrant to this country, what it's like to be a refugee seeking freedom and security uh, in this country. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Mark, tell us about the diversity of restaurants that we're seeing, like uh, Baobab Fair that's going to open in, in uh, New Center. That's happening a lot in Detroit right now. It's, it, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it definitely feels like it's a, it's a little bit of a trend. I, I wrote about this um, at, the, at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year, um, just kind of looking forward at, at 2018. Um, and I would say that that part of this, you know, so-called downtown dining res uh, renaissance mm -hmm. has been, um, you know, it's been it's been unbalanced. It's been um, mostly white operators mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. who who are running the you know the hot packed restaurants, and it's a lot of a lot of white folks from the suburbs are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think 2018 might might kind of be the, the turning point where you're seeing you know a place like Baobab Fair can go into New Center now. Um, in one of the really kind of hottest up and coming neighborhoods, um, you know, up and coming with air quotes around it, <laughs> right. um, neighborhoods in Detroit. But then you also have, you know, Yum Village is another, it's a West African food truck. Mm -hmm. um, they're in the West Village and they're working on securing a space right now. Um, Norma G's is another, it's a Caribbean place that's opening up in, in Jefferson Chalmers. So you're really starting to see um, uh, definitely a, a, a greater, um, you know, more diversity coming in. And, and, and also, you know, it's not just that, you know, there's, there's always been, you know, it's a great black owned restaurant sure. in the city, but, but I think that the difference is now is that these, these restaurants are, are part of this kind of um, personality driven, chef driven um, model that, that the media in particular is so fascinated with. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the food truck uh, angle here. I mean, that's one of the ways that I feel like uh, it's become easier for people who 
maybe don't have a lot of capital or who don't have a restaurant already to try to get into the yeah, into the food game. Food trucks, I mean, pop-up Detroit is, has a, a great pop-up scene. I mean, there, there's this thing called the Detroit Area Pop-Up Alliance. Um, and it's all just just people, you know, starting up with their concepts, mm-hmm. um, testing their concepts at various venues. I mean, it's it's hard. I, I don't even cover individual pop ups because there are so many. On, so on many. any given night, you can go to a pop up and try, you know, great Indonesian fare, mm-hmm. great Filipino fare. Um, and it's really it's really lowered the barriers of entry exactly, and yeah. and kind of helped um, other cuisines uh, really thrive in Detroit. Yeah, uh, Mamba, you have started. Your restaurant on a food truck, is that right? No, no, we, no, stru- we, 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 we started by right. with a pop-up. Yeah. Uh, tar- and then this is something I wanted to say. Uh, it's, I, that is what I use to uh, be thankful in, about the community in Detroit. Mm-hmm. The same people who are in the same business with you, they're the one who are helping you. Instead so of this thinking is amazing. of it as exactly. competition. Right? So they, are, they want you to be there. there is, this is, I, don't, I think this is happening in Detroit only where... Mm. For example, the first one was at Brooklyn Street Local, our friends. That was for free, and then they helped behind. We didn't know nothing about it, so they had there to help us. Trinos of Detroit. Mm-hmm. The Trinos of was there and was for free, and then trying to help us. So everybody wants, it's like the open door for us, welcome. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that is amazing. That's, from there, you feel like you are home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you have that responsibility to give them back. What are we gonna give back? Yeah, I think that is uh, that is the one of the motivation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Alice in Huntington Woods. Alice, welcome to Detroit today. Taking my call. Uh-huh. I just wanted to say that, you know, our communities are, the texture of our communities changes when we have people from different parts of the world, and food is such an easy introduction into someone's culture. I mean, just from my, my own experience, my mom was from Venezuela, my boys are from Guatemala. So, you know, we eat black beans, we don't eat red beans. <laughs> and just that little conversation opener with my kids' friends opens up the possibility to talk about how we see things maybe mm-hmm. a little bit differently. And, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that ocean of Latinos becomes more... Uh, understandable that yeah. no, no, that's not a homogeneous group, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and Beans explains that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I've ever thought of it quite that way, Alice. But uh, but that's a really great point. Uh, thanks very much for the call uh, and the comments, uh, Mark. Talk about how all of this sort of fits even into the larger context of the food landscape here in in Detroit. Yeah, Alex actually, uh, Alice makes a a, a great point that, you know, the the conversation now isn't about Mexican food. It's about food from Guadalajara or it's about food from Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are, our understanding of, of regions is becoming far more nuanced and, you know, Africa in particular is, is an entire continent you know, um, and it's a which, very large. Which a lot of people with, don't seem to understand, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> and and the food from from say Burundi or East Africa is is markedly different from from West Africa. And uh-huh. you know, I, th- I think it's it's part and parcel with um, just kind of our our wanting to know where our food comes from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which has been such a you know it's, it's I, you can't even call it a trend. It's really just it's it is the zeitgeist now. Um, that also includes the the history, the story. Um, the, the the food ways, um, you know, w- when we when we talk about about 
uh, food from a certain part of the world, often we mention if, uh, if, if that was a colony at some point, if colonization has influenced food. Um, I mean, we're, we're really kind of diving deep into the origins of, of, of dishes, of food, mm-hmm. of cuisine. Um, and it, it makes it, you know, it makes, it makes us better um, understand it. It makes us better stewards of the food and it just sure. makes us better community members because we can, you know, we, we now have, um, you know, Burundi, which is a, a place that I think people have even trouble you know, you're picturing <laughs> on a map. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go to Baobab Fair when it opens and, and now you know, you know, the type of cuisine that's there, you mm-hmm. know um, a little bit more about its history and that just makes the entire experience, you know, more rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, when, when is the restaurant scheduled to open? So we, we have a tight uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. We have to <laughs> open by uh, the next fall. Mm-hmm. So now we are trying to get everything in place and to build <laughs> out, which is complicated. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> yes. it's not easy. But uh, as I said, the support is we have a huge support from the community, from people. I mean, I mean, who been helping us since day one, friends, Freedom House, Prosperous Detroit, Hush Detroit, Invest Detroit, DDF, all those people, women uh, development uh, forward. So everybody are behind and then make sure that we, we, we are opening. So it's not only about us, it's about all those people I talk. I said they are, they are behind us and make sure that we, they're going to get us there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Mark Hurlianchik, food writer for the Detroit Free Press, Hamisi Mamba, restaurant owner. Uh, thanks very much for both of you to be here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Up next, we're going to talk about the future of information with Dana Boyd. And in a few minutes, you'll also have a chance to win a free copy of Evicted by Matthew Desmond as you join our Detroit Today book club. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss out on any of the show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. You can take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.